My name is Will Ragsdale. And I'm Jessica Tehan. And this is the Will to Change podcast, a show created for men and women searching for healthy and positive methods of healing after completing the journey of divorce or seeking an end to that relationship you thought might be the one. As human beings, we are built for connection, connections that should be displayed in a healthy way. We want to give you the courage and tools to break free from toxic thoughts, habits, cycles, and triggers in order to find your way back to a great relationship. We are going to share with you our experiences, along with the experiences of guests and prudent knowledge from professionals within the fields of trauma, divorce, life coaching, and faith. Our goal for the show is for you to feel empowered, for you to create boundaries and stick to them. We want you to start the healing you desire and give you the strength to make decisions to find your way to peace. We would feel honored to have the opportunity to walk alongside you in your journey from trauma to triumph. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Will to Change podcast. I'm your host, William Ragsdale, and we've got our co-host, Jessica Tehan. Hey, Will. And today we are going to be interviewing a friend. Um, her name is Mindy. And she's going to share some details about um, her her life and what she has gone through to get to this point after being in a um, a long term relationship about fifteen years, and just to kind of share her story with someone and hopefully uh, her story will impact someone in a positive way. And we all have different versions, and I think this is a version we haven't had on the show yet, Jessica. Right. That's right. So I'm very interested to kind of hear your, your story and how you kind of came to be here. And I think that, you know, Will and I's, um, what we are trying to build here is, you know, creating situations where lots of different um, experiences and how that can contribute to other people's understandings of relationships um, and how to kind of work through all of that or the end of them and how they kind of grow as a person. So we're very excited to have you today. I'm excited to be here. Um, I appreciate you guys having me on and um, yeah, if I can help in any way or maybe bring light or understanding, that's um, something that has helped me. So if I can help, I'm more than willing to help. Wonderful. Wonderful. So Mindy, let's kind of um, just kind of give us an overview of who Mindy is and how Mindy, how you got to this point now in your life from, you know, earlier in your childhood you know, how, how you come to, came to understand what relationships were and then like how that affected you through your race relationship and what do you understand now? Oh gosh. Yeah. I, um, I had very young parents whenever I had the example of what, you know, maybe a relationship was my mom was very young when she had me, she was 16. She got pregnant and got married because she was pregnant with me. Um, she married my dad and that lasted um, I think maybe four years. So I got to see a glimpse of, um, marriage through a 17 year old young lady. And my father, I believe was 21 or 20 at the time. So I don't know that I had a great example. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I, I felt there was, you know, work to be had. I didn't understand. I was, you know, just a kid myself, but had, had siblings around, we always had each other there. Um, my dad and my mom split and my dad actually ended up having custody, getting custody of us throughout, through the divorce. And, um, although we lived with our mom, my, my brother and I lived with my mom for a while after that we did, um, 
eventually go live with my dad as a, as a teenage girl. I uprooted from living with my mom and went to live with my dad. And that in itself is a struggle, um, which is that relationship being a, being a young lady and then having just my father around. So probably made me a little tougher, um, in the long <laughs> run. So I'm appreciative for that. But, um, and then other than that, I don't, you know, I don't have good examples of what a relationship was. I just know I didn't want to do what my parents did. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so tell us about, uh, the, the, the long-term relationship that you gotten out of not too long ago and, Can I share that story? Yeah. So I was, um, I actually met this person in middle school as friends and, um, we reconnected after school. Um, just, I was home from military leave. I was in the army for four years and come home for the holiday. And he was just hanging out with some of my friends and met him. We, We just had a good time hanging out together. He was 19. I was 20. We were young and eventually, you know, we started dating and 15 years later, we had two teenagers and a house mm-hmm. and um, all the things that's, you know, requiring of a marriage besides the actual piece of paper that said we were married. Um, so that relationship was what, probably what it was meant to be um, just due to our life experiences and maybe what what we thought life was supposed to be from what we were what the example was that was given to us. We both were pretty confident that we wanted to make sure we could do all that we could to keep this, to not be a statistic, to make a long story short. You don't want to be the family that has kids young, doesn't make it, you know, and live up to the expectations of what everybody expects from you. So we, I say we, uh, I'll speak for myself, but I know that I definitely gave all of who I was to being a mother and being a good wife, even though I did not carry that title of actual wife, there was those same duties um, in a sense that come with that. Now, I learned quickly that I was giving a lot more than I felt like was being given on the other side of things. But I still refused to fail. I still refused that somebody was going to tell me that my family was not going to work out. <laughs> yeah. Very similar, Mindy. I'm very, very much like you. In that regard. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, even though the writing was on the wall many times, um, I still firmly believe that had he not left, I would still be, that we would still be here together. Cause I don't think I ever could have done it. I don't think I ever could have been like, no, I'm done. I quit. Like, I'm not a quitter. What? Never. (laughs) Um, Learned a lot from that though. Um, I've had many conversations with my now teenage children about the expectations of relationships and mom and dad did love each other and we loved each other the best way we knew how to love with what examples maybe we were given. And we still defeated things that was maybe not supposed to, you know, work out for us or, you know, the, the statistic again of it not, it's not going to, not going to work out. And we both came from broken homes. So inevitably that's, what's going to happen to you. Um, I still provided a lot more for my, my family than I was given or able to be provided from my, my just my father as a single dad. Uh, I just learned a lot 
earlier in life, the grit and grace that it takes to get through. Right. And I'm sure that was difficult. I mean, especially at the end, you know, you've tried and tried and tried and you've given and given and then it's like at the end when it's gone, it's like, okay, well, what now? So did you kind of experience that when, you know, when things ended, what was that feeling for you? Um, obviously, cause you, you didn't want to make that choice yourself. So, um, what were you kind of thinking and feeling at that time? I would think I, well, I definitely felt a sense of failure that somehow I still didn't figure it out. And somehow it still ended up how it was probably meant to be maybe 10 years ago. Um, but I think I struggled with, well, yeah, what do I do now? I, I'm still a mother. That doesn't change. I still have a house to take care of. I still have to get up. I have to go to work. I still have to wash my face and put my best foot forward for my children that are sitting here. And then for me as a person, I definitely didn't let it sink in um, immediately, probably because somewhere I was like, no way, like this is this is going to be fine. Like it's going to work out. Just give it a couple months. It'll be fine. Um, and then when more information came to me after the separation, I'm like, Oh, like this is, this is really it. And, you know, definitely those thoughts of nobody wants to be alone. I think humans are made for human connection. Um, here I am now a single mom of two very, again, active kids when I don't have a lot of time and not now I don't even have that person that helps me every other weekend or every Wednesday or whatever. Um, it's me, myself, and I, there's no person that I'm looking for to be, to get my kids from practice or to make sure they get there. Um, so even thinking about dating, I definitely was like, I'll just be single forever. It'll be fine. It doesn't matter. It's always the, what, the, what happens, right? <laughs> yes. And then who's going to want somebody that has maybe people, I had kids young, you know, yeah. there's some people that are my age and they're just now, they have like one and two and three-year-olds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Ooh. I don't know if I can do that again. Right. Hard, hard to connect. Yeah, no, hard to connect though. I mean, yeah. it is true. You've, you've had a lot of life and you've experienced, you know, a marriage essentially. I mean, you really have. And so, you know, you know, the ins and outs in that life. And, you know, um, especially when you're meeting someone for the first time, you have no idea what their experience is. And you're like, okay, this is the person I dropped my whole life story to, or is this someone I kind of let in at a little bit at a time, you know, and that's hard to navigate. Um, especially with a busy life, like you're saying you have. So it is. And then when I get to the point where I'm giving somebody maybe a little more time than I typically would, or my, my time is so scarce as it is. And then it feels like that time's being taken advantage of. And then I'm, well, you know, and I often say that I'm like, the most valuable thing I can give you right now is my time (laughs) because I have so little of it. That's free from you know, work and kids and doing my best to even find me time, which we all need, um, that I'm allowing this two hours in a week for you just to be like, I'm not looking for anything serious. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> how long, how long? Like, I don't understand <laughs> this, this world that you got to understand, like I mm-hmm. dating when I was a teenager or my very, very early twenties, 
I mean, again, we were together when I was 20. So um, it's not the same. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. So I thought thought something was very, very interesting because I had kind of the same rationalization about my marriage was I don't want to be a statistic. And it's, it is, it's just funny to me and, and kind of a sad way. It's funny that a lot of people, I mean, that's a lot, that's kind of like a go-to, right? Especially when you're young and you have kids at such a young age, you think of like, you just come up with things and like, oh, I don't want to be that. Oh, I don't want, my parents weren't together. So I can't be like they were, I got to be something different. And just how, for you, how long did, did that kind of last and, or how long did other things kind of last in your mind that kept that relationship going, even though now that you've come to realize it probably should have been over earlier? It should have been over for multiple. I mean, like if I really reflect now, um, yeah. goodness, I mean, I'm thankful and blessed with my children and mm-hmm. I think he would say the same. So yeah. um, that I would never want to take back, but no. even the story behind that is yeah. Um, it, it's educational I, for sure. Right. <laughs> I mean, to say the, to say the very least, I think yeah. that um, I, I don't think I ever lost that thought process of, I can't figure this out to make it work mm-hmm. or I'm breaking generational cycles already. I've mm-hmm. already done this. That's better. I've already provided a better environment living situation for my children but have I? Um, yes, to a certain extent, but also no, to a certain extent. Like I, there is no way I would want to look back and reflect on the image of what a husband and wife should be like in the presence of their children and say that I did a good job with that because I did not, we did not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I am very vulnerable and transparent with my children when I talk about different things, I do, they know 100% the mom is not perfect and mom will never claim to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I ever lost that thought process that mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out a way to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and no matter how much I disrespected myself in the process. I know. Yeah, and that's tough. And, you know, when we think about those things, and I mean, I think even after the fact, we kind of think about that stuff, and we kind of beat ourselves up about it. You know, like, how could I do this to myself? Or how could I allow this to happen to myself or things like that? So it's like, this amount of like self forgiveness for like, what went on and your part in it? Like, how was that experience for like that, that where you get to the moment where you forgive yourself for like, this is what my story is. You know, it's what happened. I can't be ashamed of it, you know, because there's some beauty that came out of it. So I, I must forgive myself. What allowed you to get to that point uh, in your life? Yeah, for sure. So there was um, off and on things that happened throughout the, the relationship, but the, the biggest one that was right in my face and really made me feel the most betrayed or unloved was in 20. 18, early 2018. Um, we're in 2022 now, April, almost May, May tomorrow. So when things came to light, and honestly, I knew they were there. I just had to be told by a third party, essentially. Um, 
a woman's intuition is nothing to be messed with. Let me tell you that right now. Like we know things and we feel them in our, every ounce of our being will tell us that something is off or wrong. And it might not be as dramatic as we think it is, or, but there's something. There's something. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just heavily got involved back in church. That's when I think I realized that one, I have to take ownership for my part in where I could have been a better person to my person, a better wife, better girlfriend, better, however you want to put that. And going back to church, say, essentially saved me from me because I think that I still would have blamed myself somehow for everything instead of understanding that other people's hurt and other people's past and other people's perception of what should be or should not be is, is theirs. And I don't have to carry that. You know, I would, I would say things out to my friends, like, I can't believe I allowed that. And they're like, you didn't allow anything. You can't allow something that you don't know about. So that's when my healing, I think started the most. And it's been a roller coaster ride of healing because when I, one day I can feel very firm and powerful in my um, stance on how I feel and where I'm at in life and giving forgiveness to other people that I feel like have wronged me Mm -hmm. and, and understanding that forgiveness isn't for them. Forgiveness is for my healing. It's for my process. It's for where I need to get for me to be a better person for myself and to be a better Christian woman and to be a better mother to my children. You know, they, they can't, they can't survive without me essentially. Yes. They have other family members and whatnot, but they're my, they're, I birthed them into the world. They are my responsibility. And I want to be the best version of me that I can be for them. Yeah. I think that's a really hard path to walk. I mean, and you talked about the roller coaster ride. I mean, I'm almost three years out of my divorce and I'm still, I mean, still go through that roller coaster ride that you talk about. And I mean, it's because it's a very long process and, you know, you had a long relationship and you talked so much about how you gave so much of yourself, not only to your relationship, but also to your kids. And it's very easy to lose sight of who you are. Um, but also through that fight, through that battle that you were you were fighting for so long. Um, when it's over, I think you experience this, this grief that a loss like that. I mean, you've lost something that made you who you are and now you have to figure out who you are now, now that that's, it's not the same. And that grief process, that loss, that sense of loss, um, it can shake your life. I mean, it flips your life upside down. I mean, and, and I experienced that myself in when, when that happened with me and, you know, you talked about, you know, really figuring out the difference between what is it that, um, what's talking to you? Is it fear that's talking to you or is it your conscience that's saying this is right or wrong? And being able, being able to differentiate that is, is an ongoing process. And, you know, you're going to have those good days and bad days, but I think, I mean, just listening, I, I bet you, Bill, that Will feels the same way. You you can tell you've really grown in what you, your understanding of it, which is 
fantastic. How long has it been since the relationship ended? Um, so if you're asking me, which I know you are, the relationship ended in um, New Year, the day after New Year's 2022. No, no, 2020. I'm sorry, 2020. So this was literally what, two, two and a half months before we all shut down for the pandemic. So not only like, am I, yes, grieving the loss of a person that still walks the earth, which is a lot different than grieving someone who you can't see anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and grieving the loss of a, of a relationship and somebody you loved and cared about and gave that, again, who is still here and now is experiencing some of those things that maybe they promised you or showing glimpses of changes that you begged for and giving mm-hmm. that all to someone else is heart-wrenching. Cause then you ask yourself, why wasn't I good enough? Uh-huh. What is it that I didn't have? Like I gave you all that I had and it wasn't enough. Right. And, and then understanding that it was never going to be enough Mm-mm. ever. Mm-mm. And, and that, that, that's a very, very tough position to be in one as, as the person that I felt like held the per- the relationship together, the backbone, the doer, the nobody's going to fail under my watch situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I sometimes still have a hard time. Yes. Wrapping my mind around that. So and there's a lot of betrayal there that you feel, I'm sure you there. Know, yes. I did all this. I worked so hard and especially, you know, you, you pointed out that maybe the promises that or the things that you needed in that relationship that maybe, you know, early on, you kind of let, let kind of go in, in terms, you know, for the sake of, you know, compromise and, and really trying hard to make it work that, you know, but over time you recognize like, wait, what, what am I getting in this relationship? I need the give too. I can't just, I, I, you know, I need, I give, I need take as well. (laughs) And I think that, you know, hearing that that's happening with a different relationship with you know the other person that yeah lots of betrayal because you and you do I mean that's a lot of stuff to work through because again like you said like well why didn't you do that with me what was the difference what yeah what made that change and and I like to when I hear people encourage I say exactly that Mindy I say it's not about you it's this what has happened is not about you it's about them like it's about what they couldn't do for you like this, this is what you needed. It, it may have taken you a while to kind of recognize or to just fully commit and, and say, this is what I need. And, and we get to a point where like, where we can't take all of that blame. We can't take all of that upon ourselves of saying, Hey, this person, you know, they're doing this. Why, you know, why wasn't I good? And, but that's just something that we work through. That's part of the process. And I always like telling me they couldn't provide it to you, even if they could. If they were able to, you wouldn't be here. And 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 that happens a lot, you know, in kind of bad relationships or toxic relationships is, is people can behave a certain way for a limited amount of time. And you think there's some hope there. There's there's a way that this can work, but then it it, it goes back the other way. 
And then that's that emotional coaster, that emotive coaster, you know, that goes up <laughs> and down. You think it's going to work. There's these highs, but there's these lows, these highs. And, and but that's not what relationships are. Here we go. We're going up on the same track and there might be a little dip, but it's still going up. It's, it's, it's not like these big drastic, you know, changes. And um, and that can be difficult. And that prolongs the relationship. If we don't understand, if we don't have the tools to understand and see like this is, you know, what is actually happened. This is, I'm, I'm falling in love with potential rather than who they are. I'm not <laughs> accepting who they really, really are. And it's, and it's, and it's darn tough to, to figure that out. You know, when you, when you, like you say, like yourself, you don't like to quit, you don't like to give up and you want it, you want it to work. But a lot of times that's part of their little game, you know, a little bit too, to kind of keep, continue to use people is, is to show you a little good just to keep you happy for a second but as time goes along it starts to shrink like the time the difference they can only be good for a shorter period of time versus the longer period of time and 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 that's a tough thing that we have to realize and realize it's not our fault that they can't do those things it's not our fault they can't be consistent you know and, and they're the last yeah go ahead and they're in the last um probably two years of the relationship it definitely I definitely have more of a stance. I had a voice. I was saying, saying things like even after some of the betrayal and some um, unfaithfulness and some things that were not okay, I would finally say like, this is just who you are and I don't have to agree and I don't have to accept it and I don't have to be okay with it. Mm-hmm. And if that's who you are, then this isn't going to work anyway. And I, you definitely hold on to those, those good parts because you see them and you want to hold on to them so tight because you're like, they're in there. I know they can do it because I've seen it, Mm -hmm. but yes, it could be for six months. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, they're good for about three months. And then all of a sudden it's on again, one week off again, another week. (laughs) And I'm like, this is exhausting then it gets to day to day <laughs> i'm good for a day but bad for six <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that, that's exhausting i mean and i i experienced yeah. something very similar in mine um in my divorce it was very much like okay like i do have that big breakdown fight where you'd share everything and 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 i would be you know a sobbing mess just begging begging for change begging begging for what i needed as a as a woman in a relationship and and they oh promise 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 and you know everything and you're like okay and then you'd see like that uptick of like you know they were doing exactly what you needed for three days a week two weeks whatever it was and then then you'd see that slow slip and you know that's a really really hard way to live your life you know especially when you're trying to do that personally and then you still have work and then you still have your kids and you have life going on and you know the wake up call for me was was like pulling into my driveway and going i don't want to go inside <laughs> i don't want to go inside because the person i have to be to walk in that door is different than the person i want to be and that's so disheartening. You said that word before. I mean, it is, it's, it's difficult. And listening to you, like you, you know, you obviously went through your battle, you went through your fight of like trying to keep it together. And then, you know, obviously you went through the part where you were, um, recognizing that things were not right and things were not continuing to stay right. Um, you were seeing less of that, 
you know, roller coaster and just kind of a steady downfall. Right. And so then the end of the relationship comes and you've discovered this sense of trying, you know, for forgiveness for yourself, forgiveness for the, you know, the other person, where do you sit now? Where, where do you feel like you are in your journey? What are you thinking about focusing on struggling with, um, in this whole process? I think that for me, what I know now for sure is what I don't want in a relationship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And hold tight to that. Girl. <laughs> yeah. And that sometimes becomes hard because I have tried to um, kind of put myself out there to date. And again, dating is different this day and age. And I've come to find out that, you know, with the accessibility we have to all the things Nobody really wants to have anything serious or committed or everybody just wants to have fun. But I'm like, how long do you do that? (laughs) (laughs) I said, like, I don't, I just, I'm still struggling with that. I I'm still struggling with who I am as an individual who is Mindy, Mm -hmm. not Mindy, the mother, not Mindy, the coworker, not Mindy, the daughter or the aunt or any of that, like who is just Mindy by herself and what does she stand for? What are her beliefs? What is her morals, her values? And although I, I know them, um, putting them into practice with my day-to-day life or when I get in maybe situations that I don't want to be in and still being able to stand true to who I know I am and who I want to be um, will still be a struggle because I'm still at heart a people pleaser. So I will still want everybody else around me to be good. And I'll sometimes at, at my own detriment, at my own, um, un, being uncomfortable in situations. So although I'm much better today than I was even six months ago or than a year ago, um, I still have my battles and my struggles with my friends will ask me, what do you even want? And I'm like, I have no clue. <laughs> I'm just surviving over here. I'm out here. Sur- yes. I'm out here. You know, I'm getting up. I'm trying to be my best me. I'm trying to be better than I was yesterday. And some days, some days I feel empowered and some days I am better. And some days I'm don't want to get out of my bed mm-hmm. because I'm still processing. I don't know where my life is. And as my kids get older, I'm going to have two high schoolers here before I blink. Um, and time's a ticking. And I am getting to the point where I know my identity is not in someone else. So I need to, if that's something that I've done, which I do believe I have um, struggled with that is my identity does not belong to somebody else. It's me. And I don't have to be connected to someone else to have an identity. Um, that's, that, that can be hard. Yeah. And just making sure I'm not putting myself in situations to where I'll repeat cycles that I know are not healthy, which is difficult. I mean, yeah. especially the thing that you've known, you it's know, familiar. Find, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You find comfort in that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, which I mean, sounds I, crazy. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it does. I think, and I'm, I'm just thinking here is that like, um, that awareness is so huge. I mean, it really is in this whole process is being aware and things that I'm aware of now, I was not aware of when it happened or back in the relationship. I, I mean, you know, 
being on this show is great because, you know, Will and I get to talk to people and we get to talk to each other about our experiences. And I still process things from my divorce and from my relationship and, you know, in, in, in walking my relationship that I have, that I'm in currently with my boyfriend, like how that looks now that I've been through what I've been through and he's been through nothing close to that. So, you know, it really is, but the awareness that, you know, it's huge, it's huge and integral to your process of healing. And I think that you are like, you are so on track for it. And I, I wish I could say like, you get it figured out at three years. I can't say that. <laughs> well, three years is coming up in, well, I guess like six months. Yeah. But- I, I like to think that and we also have to think like, especially when you get in relationships so young, you know, your mind is now exploding because everything that you knew was from that young person's mindset like your behaviors, the way you love, the way you think about love, the way you think about relationships, mm-hmm. you think, or the way you think about what a person should be providing you in relationships. It's all kind of, in a sense, corrupted by that youth that you don't have an, and it didn't have an idea. You didn't have a clue or the trauma. You don't have an understanding. And so we have to understand and have, you know, some grace with ourselves of knowing, like, I'm still in the phase of, understanding i'm still developing like what all this is and it does like it takes a a long time to figure that out and 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 if you're especially in a long-term relationship 15 20 years i mean you got to unlearn all of that (laughs) like you're (laughs) unlearning it all and it, it is and it is a heavy you know a heavy lift to unlearn that stuff so as we wind down here though i just like to ask like what would you share with someone who may have been in your position, you know, through, you know, just, you know, meeting this person at a young age and then kind of getting, you know, getting pregnant and, you know, dealing with the type of relationship you had, like what kind of um, advice would you provide to someone in that place? Yeah. um, I would say, I mean, I would say don't ignore the things that are unacceptable to you and what you stand for. Don't ignore. I don't want to say the red flags because what's a red flag to me might not be a red flag to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll say if you know your morals, you know your values, you know what you stand for. And if any of that is not aligning, then that's something you have to reflect on. And, and don't wait for it to get better or worse, or maybe things will change because most likely they won't change. And that's not, again, because the person is a bad person that just might not be your person. Um, and it's okay to stand up for yourself. It's okay to accept that it's not failure and accept that what's meant for one person may not be meant for you and pressuring something or pushing something that is just inevitably not going to work out is going to be beneficial to no one. And it takes a much bigger person to say, you know what, this is not good for me. Mm -hmm. And to walk away from something that you feel like um, was maybe maybe worth it in the moments. I don't take back not one year of the 15 years I spent in my relationship because I know Mm -hmm. how much I grew and how much I learned and how much 
how much love I do have to give. Um, but just make sure you're giving it to the right person mm. and that you're receiving that same love back and those same expectations. Wow. That's, that's beautiful. Well, Mindy, I like to thank you for coming on to the show. Um, yeah. It's been a pleasure. I know we've kind of been trying to work around schedules to yeah. get you on. I'm so glad that we were finally able to connect and get you on here with Jessica and I, and um, just very proud of you for just being, you know, open and vulnerable and, and being courageous to come on and share your story with everybody. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, Mindy. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, thank you all for uh, joining uh, the Will to Change podcast. Please like and subscribe. Also, if you want to check us out, you can check out our Facebook group called the Will to Change. And thank you very much and be blessed. Mm-hmm.